Hi everyone, Sam here. Before we start today, I just got some two very important bits of information. One, from next week on, we are changing the format very slightly of the podcast. It is now going to be called Big Fact Hunt. And every week, one of us will act as the fact controller who will send the other three out to find the best facts against the clock. So very similar to what we've done, but uh, in a slightly different format. So that's going to be starting from next week. And in the other, very important for me, special announcement, um, I've written a book. It's called Snake Brought Cake. It's perfect for kids of all ages, but especially from zero to seven. Um, we've worked really hard on it. There's my name up the top. And uh, wonderful illustrations by Darren Parton, um, available for pre-order at... Uh, paper plus and it comes out on april 26th so please go and pick up a copy i'm so proud of it um it's my first picture book and i love it so please go out and buy it um well anyway from this uh this is all about animals and uh, the podcast this week is all about bunny so go on into it and enjoy it thanks we'll see you soon how did rabbits make jamie lee curtis's mum go psycho which bunny had the first ever number one rap song what's with all the carrots and are you suffering from weaponized rabbit fever? I don't know what that means, but I cannot wait to find out. It's Easter! Poppy Easter, everyone! Hello! Welcome back to Everything You Didn't Need to Know About. Today we are talking everything you didn't need to know about bunnies! Because it is Easter! As always, we'll be giving you our favourite facts that we found out this week about bunnies. Will that fact come from Mr. Nathan Kenny? Will it come from Mr. Jennifer Jewell? Will it come from Mr. Tom Adams? Or will it come from Mrs. Sam Smith? We shall find out very, very shortly. Interesting fact about bunny ears. You know how, like, how people do that, and it's called bunny ears yeah. in photos? That dates back to medieval times. And it's when uh, people used to do it to... to in um, photos. It, Please, please tell me people did it in oil paintings. <laughs> there were oil paintings All through the up. oil paintings. Up. The thing is, people had to stand still for hours. They were known as cuckold's horns because it was like when your wife cheated on you, they would shame that person out by making them wear antlers and tie them up in the middle of the town. So the dude was real shamed out about it. And then people used to do that from that point. So at the moment, guys, it kind of looks like your, your wives have been sleeping around on you. <laughs> In fairness, I have been sleeping with both of your wives, so <laughs> fair use. There's a lot of that in Shakespeare. A lot of the visual gags in Midsummer Night's Dream revolve around rabbit ears or the horns of bottom. So I might get this wrong, but that's rock and roll, right? But um, it's also a, um, a insult in Eastern Europe. It means exactly that. Like, it means, yeah. Um, yeah, that is the Italian's version of that. I do like that you can go from devil horns to finger rabbit um shadow puppetry <laughs> <laughs> but rabbits are like associated with horniness i guess because that's the yeah. whole reason why playboy chose rabbits as their as their mm. symbol um but also um there's you know that we all know the phrase fucking like bunnies where we are in new zealand um rabbits are everywhere rabbits are a major pest in in england um they are not as much of a pest because England has winter, whereas New Zealand just has autumn continued. Our rabbits don't really have a breeding season. They just breed all the time. So fucking like bunnies is great, but fucking like New Zealand bunnies is even more intense yeah. um, because <laughs> they just don't stop. The other okay. thing is we, we might not have a real winter, but we also, while we do have stoats and weasels and things, thanks England. So they brought 
rabbits over from England to New Zealand because they wanted to sort of make it make it great. And then the bunny population was, exploded because of the and late it was winter. Al- and it was already a horrible idea because they they had them over in Australia and they'd caused untold ecological damage. Mm. And yet they were like, uh-huh, yeah, it's a really good idea to bring over bunnies. So they brought <laughs> them over a few times. They eventually took. But then they went, oh, shit, we need something to deal with these. We'll bring over some stoats and weasels and things to eat. Ferrets, them. Yeah. They brought over these things and the stoats and weasels went, I could run really fast after that bunny or I could get that really fat fight, flightless bird. Yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, yeah, we know, know yeah. how that ended. Well, <laughs> so... then, well, then the government said in all these things to yeah. control the rabbits and kill off the rabbits. And then and they got the numbers down a bit, but then they got to a point where um, they said, okay, now farmers, you need to control the rabbit population. And they went, we're not going to pay for that. We're farmers. <laughs> and so they, um, and so the numbers again, boosted up. And then the then farmers secretly brought in the Khaleesi virus to kill them off. They kind of shoved it in um, under the radar. It killed off a bunch of rabbits again. But then it meant that all those stoats and weasels and ferrets have been chowing down more and more on the native birds, which means that we need to bring more rabbits back to feed the stoats, weasels and ferrets. So it's the never ending story. All I can think of is there's a guy in a swan dry and gumboots doing the Dennis Nedry from um from Jurassic Park like getting some Khaleesi virus in a shaving tube and then getting <laughs> by a bunny it's funny you bring up the Khaleesi virus and um, because the, the Khaleesi virus is like the New Zealand version of myxomatosis which is actually in New Zealand as well but myxomatosis is like the the most famous one and I don't know have any of you ever heard of possibly the greatest movie of all time uh it's a movie called Night of the Lepus now if you thought that rabbits could be a horror movie uh villain Yes, they can. It's actually kind of a bizarre movie. It, it's terrible. It is honestly, I've seen clips of it. It's honestly terrible. Watch the trailer. It is hilarious. It's like, what lurks in the night? And it's like, they don't ever really show the rabbit. Like they show one clip of a rabbit and it looks adorable. Um, <laughs> so the rest of it's all like glowing eyes in the dark because you cannot make rabbits scary. The beast of Kaminog would beg yeah. to differ. <laughs> but um, Tears so, the so rabbit. This is Night of, <laughs> night of the Lepus has rabbits that have been like injected with some kind of weird virus that makes them somehow gigantic and also bloodthirsty and so to show the bloodthirsty rabbits they either do like close-ups of like a rabbit going i was like blood like painted around its mouth or they have gigantic model towns where they just get a whole bunch of rabbits to run through awesome and it is adorable it is so cute <laughs> well what's really amazing and i didn't realize about night of the lepus is that it actually has some really massive movie stars it has rory calhoun who if you're a simpsons fan massive get there uh, standing up like a little rory calhoun no one knows oh, whole, oh yeah. <laughs> yes yeah. yes so like who's that man smithers who's that man? Uh, rory standing and walking around yes yeah, that's rory great Hill. But it also has DeForest Kelly, better known as Leonard Bones McCoy from Star Trek, but it gets better. It also has Janet Lee in it. Janet Lee of Psycho fame. Janet Lee was the massive actress who got who was in Psycho all, in all the big kind of advertisements, only to be killed off in the first 10 minutes. Chocolate I don't think she's actually in... massive, it's just that the rabbits were really small, so they made yeah. her look bigger than she was. So she's in this movie because she said, it read okay. It was close to my home, so my family could come and visit. 
So she's massive. She's in this, this movie. And this is after Psycho. So this is, this is even weirder. And her daughters had the opportunity to be on, on the movie. But she said, no, I don't, I don't want my daughters to be exposed to horror movie stuff. So one of her daughters, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, what? who had gone to become one of the greatest scream queens of all time. So Janet Lee in Night of the Leapers introduced, may have introduced her daughter to horror movies. Whoa, that's a great that's connection. So cool. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's so I also bizarre. love the idea that baby Jamie Lee Curtis read the script and went, I'm good. I'm going to wait a little bit. So. <laughs> it's based on a book, though, and I, and I have to tell you about the book because it is insane. Okay, so, so, so the book is based in Australia, and it's like a comedy horror where a guy creates a myxomatosis version that basically kills, kills humans and sends rabbits insane. Then it gets weird. So he goes to the prime minister. The prime minister weaponize it turns them into basically they call it supermix bombs and plant them in countries all around the world and then say everyone stop fighting no more war or we will destroy your countries destroys two countries and then says all right peace in our time everyone goes everyone is peaceful he tries to cancel weapon factories but that crashes a whole lot of economies so they make weapons and dump them in the ocean all of the nuclear physicists on the planet are exiled to a certain island because australia is the main seat and has no bomb um, and because the virus can't get across, they're safe, except they have giant rabbits that are charging all across the continent, wiping people out. And the army fights them. Eventually, they abandon Australia to the rabbits and the original, you know, the Aborigines of, of Australia, who summon a flood to kill the rabbits. At that point, the book ends and they're like, but there's all these bombs. Uh, so probably the world's going to end. Isn't that the most insane idea for a book? <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. You say book, do you mean long form blog post? Because this very much reads like sort of 2015 Tumblr. <laughs> I thought Night of the Leapers was crazy. I was like, man, what an absurd premise for a movie. And then I was like, right. it's based on a book? <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys know that Peter Rabbit first appeared in December 1901, which was the same month that Walt Disney was born and the same month that uh, Robert Van de Graaff of Generator fame was born? Static Man. Yeah, that's right. What is generator? Uh, there's a thing called um, a Van de Graaff generator. Gen- it's the big ball oh. of static electricity you touch and then touch, like, zap people oh. with, and it's very funny. Yeah. My, um, my physics teacher at high school was standing next to one, and it zapped his glasses, and he got shingles. <laughs> and he looked just like, um, he looked like one of the Bee Gees, so that was good times. <laughs> you guys know Lola Bunny? There's Lola yeah, Bunny. yeah, for sure. Okay, I didn't realize that Lola Bunny was created for Space Jam. She never existed yeah. before Space Jam. Whoa. I had no idea. I thought she, I mean, I, I assumed that there was like a, a female bunny running around, but no. Well, there was Jessica Rabbit from, who framed mm. Roger Rabbit. You know, she's a human, right? She's married to Roger Rabbit and just took his surname. She's yeah. not a rabbit. <laughs> no, Sam, when you marry someone, you take their genus as well. <laughs> I found out that during um, Roger Rabbit is quite a big movie because it was like the first time that uh, Looney Tunes characters and Disney characters appeared at the same time. And there was a big like legal argument about it. And because of that, Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse had to appear for the exact same amount of time. They are only ever in the scenes with each other. And the guy who played Roger Rabbit, he um, showed up on set to do the voice, but he also dressed as Roger Rabbit throughout all of the filming because he's crazy. That's amazing. The Who Framed Roger Rabbit Disneyland ride is one of the best I've ever been on. It's Roger Rabbit's bonkers. cartoon spin. We, yeah, we did it because it was a short wait and there was a bunch of cues for everything else and we had time and just went in not expecting it to be fun. I think we did it three times that day. It was Great. awesome. They made that ride because they took uh, one of the teacups from 
um, ah. from the Mad Tea Party. They put it on Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. They tested it out by spinning it all ways, and that was the inspiration for Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin. Does it take exactly the same amount of time as uh, <laughs> other bunny-related rides in Disneyland? Oh, the only other bunny-related ride is Splash Mountain, which was inspired by Song of the South, which is super <laughs> racist. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> which, yeah. which is appropriate, because a bunch of Bugs Bunny cartoons have had to be pulled from circulation because of the super racism. Yeah. There was a indie film festival in san francisco that i found a feature about in from 2007 and there was a guy who was running a program of banned bugs bunny cartoons um, oh. and it was called bad bunny <laughs> <laughs> don't google that <laughs> do you want to know how bad bunnies can get oh kitty that's the sexiest thing i've ever heard you say yes please so the u.s government actually played with something called there's there's an actual disease um called rabbit fever which sounds funny until you realize that it used to kill 50% of people who got it. So it's on the skin of rabbits and people used to get them when they'd skin the rabbit and it would aerosol the disease and go everywhere and people would breathe it in. And it's bacterial disease. You'd get big sores on your arms. You'd get a cough. You'd fall over. Half the time you'd die. Now we've got antibiotics. So we do a little bit better. But it's sort of the perfect bio-weapon because it's very easily aerosolized, but it doesn't go from person to person and it doesn't last very long. So you can spray it over troops, they'll all die. And then you can walk in with your own troops and it's already disappeared and the troops that are there are not going to give it to anyone. They're not going to take Whoa. it to civilians. Whoa. So the US government actually tried to weaponize rabbit fever. <gasps> and... Um, it may have been used in Stalingrad. The Russians may have used this rabbit fever on the Nazis going into Stalingrad and lots of them had to drop out. And back then antibiotics were the new wonder drugs, but there weren't many around. Whoa. Yeah. Bunny yeah. fever took down the Nazis, or at least a very small number of them. <laughs> Incredible. That's amazing. There's another way that rabbits can kill you as well, because their livers are really high in vitamin A, I think. And there was a story about a guy in America who tried to go live off grid and he died. And they think it's because he was trapping and killing and eating a lot of rabbits and he was eating the livers as well and basically poisoning himself whoa so if that happened to early explorers in the arctic because they would eat yeah, polar, polar bears and it's thing. vitamin e yeah you build up a toxic amount in your system because they can process ridiculous amounts of this and we just can't and so if you eat the liver where it's all stored in their body it'll just crap out your system and you'll yeah, it won't be fun. Next time I'm hunting polar bears in the Arctic, I'll remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stop doing that, Kenny. We've talked to you about this. Did you guys know if you told a rabbit to eat shit, it would happily do so? Yeah. yeah rabbits that's are, a good rabbits are cool. Rabbits are weird. <laughs> and they eat grass, and grass isn't totally terrible for any kind of nutrition at all. Yeah. Um, it's the nutritional value you know, on the box. It's like a half star. Um, so, and normally, so cows ruminate, they've got four stomachs. Horses just have ridiculously long intestines. Um, rabbits are tiny, so they can only have so long intestines. Their intestines are massive for their body size. Basically, rabbits can just kind of double the length of their intestines by eating the food again as, as shit. It's also weird. They are also, you cannot call a rabbit. You can tell them to eat shit, but you can't call them a mouth breather because they cannot breathe through their mouth. They can only breathe through their nose. So do they have a separated esophagus and... The, the cleft palate's quite soft, and apparently it's, it's kind of mostly pushed up against unless they swallow and then it kind that, of moves, but obviously makes... you're not breathing oh, okay. while you swallow. It makes perfect sense though, because if you were eating shit, would you want to be breathing? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of um, the eating habits of rabbits, I was looking into rabbit food and my fact is, what's with all the carrots, which is, of course, from the musical episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer once more. Because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist it. But the other thing I wanted to point out was 
to quote another internetism, um, rabbits can have little a carrot as a treat. Because actually carrots are really, really bad for rabbits. Please don't give them to rabbits. They're really sugary. <laughs> yeah. Which to me, I mean, obviously Sam is a dentist. I assume you already knew this, but I would have thought like, oh, a healthy, good person snack. I will eat a carrot and be good for my teeth. Da -da -da -da. No, full of sugar. Really yeah, bad. Not particularly bad for your teeth because carrots, uh, like they don't have a high um, contact time with your teeth. So they don't sort of stick around too much. Mm -hmm. Unless they get caught somewhere in your teeth, but um, yeah, yeah. It, it, not it's a waste. Or well, you're eating carrot toffee. Yeah, yeah, and they're like ninety nine percent water, so it's not too mm. bad for humans. But for rabbits who are much smaller, eating a huge, big sized carrot that's the length of their body probably not the best. Probably bad. So I was looking into this, and the RSPCA in England um, actually says about lettuce: don't give your rabbits lettuce. It is mostly water and has no nutritional value. Which I've bookmarked next time someone's like, "Would you like some salad?" I'm like, "No." The RSPCA says it has no nutritional value. I refuse. But on that same page, I was looking into eating habits of rabbits and more generally. There's a species of hare, which I know is not technically a rabbit, but it's close enough, in Canada, which frequently eats its main predator, which I just think is really metal and cool. It's so cool. So they're snowshoe hares and they... they and they wear predator. shoes! Yeah, um, their main predator is a lynx. There's beautiful white fluffy hairs and they're really, they look more like rabbits. Because you know sometimes hairs look real real gangly and freaky looking? These ones look like floofy bunnies, they're really pretty. Um, but the picture that accompanied the article that I read was one chowing down on the corpse of a lynx. Incredible. <laughs> like they, don't, they don't kill them, they scavenge them, but it's still pretty but, cool to see them eating them. But then that uh, led um, me to the, the favourite childhood trauma of most... Um, Especially in Britain, I think there were a lot of pet rabbits in classrooms in Britain, um, but the rabbits eating their children trope. So I found a really helpful website that talks about reasons for a rabbit to eat their baby. Stillborn. When a, when a baby is stillborn, your rabbit will proceed to eat the body. Placenta. The rabbit may be eating the afterbirth and become confused. Panic. She's already nervous and eats her babies. <laughs> Dietary protein. She was left drained and devoid of energy following the birth of her children. Territorial behavior. She has no intention of sharing her hutch and removes the competition. Weakest, less likely to survive. Rabbits can be Darwinian in their approach to motherhood. I just really appreciate that every, every kind of reason for eating the babies is given like a, why don't you see it from the rabbit's yeah. point of view? <laughs> Well, I, I guess if your kids are little shits, you might as well eat them. Yeah. If you're a rabbit. Oh, you did there, buddy. Hey. My favourite Playboy buddy is Carol Cleveland from Monty Python. Hey. She's the woman actress in, in Monty Python <laughs> who plays the woman when Terry Jones is not playing the woman. <laughs> when Terry oh, Jones Island's is not available. Yeah. <laughs> she, I think you can put it, she plays the fit woman. Yeah, that's right. Terry yeah. Jones plays the other women. That's right. Yeah. Also found out that Debbie Harry was a Playboy bunny, who's obviously the lead singer of Blondie, sang such wonderful mm -hmm. hits such as The Tide Is High, which is a cover of the Paragons, a first wave ska band. Blondie also had a song called Rapture, which was the very first number one rap song. So Debbie Harry is the first person <laughs> to ever have a rap number one. This yes. is so wrong. It's so bad too. It was yeah. in 1981. It, it, it was, uh, yeah, incredible. Never heard of that. It, it's actually really not good rapping. It's like, it's almost like, well, I'm, my name's Debbie Harry and I'm here to say. <laughs> I'm the rapping <laughs> guy in the USA. I watched it today and please do go and watch it. It's 
mind-blowingly yeah. bonkersly bad <laughs> that's amazing but there was a period of time where like all of us like you would get people playboy branded stuff but you would get like like shot glasses and hip flasks and stuff and people had like like car seat covers of playboy apparently according to debbie harry the um the whole system of being a playboy bunny was they were really well supported. They were paid well. They got good medical benefits. She said it was a really good empowering thing for, for women to do, which I uh, did not imagine that at all. I thought it would be an absolute filth fest. It was, it's really weird. Like they talk about how like the, the Playboy bunnies were like, there's no filth in their minds. They're pure, they're clean. They've just had a bath. I'm pretty sure that's in some of the stuff. It's like, look at her, she's just had a bath. She's clean, she's great. She's not a femme fatale, she doesn't care. She's just the girl next door, we love her. Look at the bunny. It's just so bizarre. Do you guys, have you guys heard about the Bugs Bunny effect? It's a very clever way for implanting false memories into people's minds. Um, so it's a- Sam, you've told us about this. <laughs> Have I? You told us about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Episodes ago. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, you're gaslighting me right now. So this was a study done <laughs> where, where they, um, they showed a bunch of people some advertising about Disneyland, which is how I know about it. And in some of the videos, they edited in Bugs Bunny into these advertisements, which, of course, Bugs Bunny is not Disney at all. A third of people who were tested went on to say that yes, they'd been to Disneyland and they'd had photos with Bugs Bunny. They actually believed in real life that they had done it, even though it was just implanted in them from these ads. This is why people... eyewitness testimony is junk. Yeah, so, brands are yeah. so yeah. much more squishy and malleable than we think they are. Yes, exactly. Speaking of, of Bugs Bunny, the Bugs Bunny effect, there's also the, the bunny test, um, which I don't know, Jen, you might've heard of this. <clears throat> so back in the day when they were trying to test for pregnancy, one of the things they would do is they would take a, a woman's urine and they would inject it into a, into a, a rabbit and the, uh, the, the hormones associated with pregnancy would cause the rabbit's ovaries to swell, to grow. And so then they would leave it for a week and then they'd cut open the rabbit and check the ovaries and if the ovaries were swollen then, then she was pregnant um which is uh, i mean these days it's, it's a lot easier to buy it as a test and just take the rabbit home and do it yourself but um <laughs> back in the day they did do it all through a whole lab but at that point they used to call it uh the rabbits died and that was like a euphemism for she's pregnant because wow but all the rabbits had to die it didn't matter if you're pregnant or not all the rabbits had to die <laughs> but yes yeah, so they called it the rabbit test Amazing. I looked into Legomos for this because I was really hoping, you know, with slots, which are now like small and squishy and cute, there used to be a giant sloth, which was called Megatherium. Yeah. Um, so that was super cool and badass. It was like four tons and six meters long. And I was like, oh, imagine if there was a giant bunny. That'd be so cool. So I looked into it and the biggest Legomorph that has ever lived was called Neurolagus Rex, which already Rex, like T-Rex, sounds great, oh. right? It could get up to six times the size of a normal house rabbit. <laughs> it's Standing on its tippy toes, its paws might have reached my waist. <laughs> it's, it's very close to a Flemish giant, isn't it? Like the Flemish giants are already pretty massive. No. So the biggest rabbit, well, the biggest rabbit in the world that we know of is bigger than the... <laughs> The oh, really? you know, Neurolagus Rex, which is very disappointing. Uh, it's but funny. the biggest 
the world's current largest rabbit per the Guinness World Book of Records was four foot three, which I thought was pretty cool, but he was stolen in early 2021 and he has not been found <gasps> as of publication date, but he's been the world's biggest rabbit for 11 years. Well, 12 years oh. actually. He was awarded in 2010. So no how one long, knows who the biggest rabbit in the world is at the moment. How long do rabbits live, Jen? I, I feel there may be a sad ending to this particular story, but those megatheriums are super cool. That's why we have avocados, right? Cause, yeah, because um, they could digest them. Yeah, so the stones would go through and be left in a little pile of fertilizer at the end. But I'm um, confused about that because megatherium died out that like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years before humans learnt about avocado on toast. So um, I don't I know don't... how avocados continued to propagate without megatherium to poo them out. Uh, I think the toast thing was optional and came about later, but I think oh, people yeah. were looking after the avocados. Guacamole was pretty early on, I think. Monkeys oh, had largely figured out guacamole. Um, moles um, are completely different, Tom. You're thinking of the different. <laughs> <laughs> they are rodents. <laughs> guys, we are running out of time. We need to go back through and recap things in a second. Does anyone have anything more? I want to say one really quick thing, which is that in Finland, they call dust bunnies Villa Kiora, which means wool dog, which is also what they call poodles. Oh, <laughs> cute. I think it's really cute. cute. That's super cute. Mm. Well, on that super cute note, let's just go back through and wrap up our facts and we can decide on a winner. My fact was that the first ever number one rap song was sung by Debbie Harry, who was a Playboy bunny. Uh, my fact was that Night of the Lepus, the weirdest movie involving horror rabbits, starred Janet Lee, one of the greatest movie stars of all time, and her daughter uh, was Jamie Lee Curtis, who was not allowed to be in the movie, but later went on to be in lots of movies. My fact uh, was, what's with all the carrots? Stop giving your bunnies carrots. It's bad for them. <laughs> and close your ears, Vladimir Putin. The perfect bioweapon <laughs> might just be bunny fever. <laughs> all right, on the count of three, point to the person you thought had the best fact of the day. And a one, and a two, and a three. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it is myself. I've won. Oh, this feels so good. <laughs> What a special Easter treat for me. Thank you very much, you guys. And thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. Merry Easter. Do people say that? They should. I hope you have a lovely time. Eat lots of chocolate. Remember to floss. Uh, remember to share this episode with your pals, with your friends, with your rabbits, your bunnies, your honeys, your mummies, your um, daddies. I've got off track, your guys. Bunnies, oh boy. <laughs> your hairs, your jackrabbits. Your He's eating too much rabbit liver. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for watching and we'll see you again next time. Peace. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.